Welcome back to another episode of Woody Mentor. Your hosts, uh, Nabil and Daniel, are here. And, um, we got some energy drinks from the gas station. Wired up and ready to go. Wired up and ready to shingle. So, what has happened this past weekend for you? Went to Ajit's small birthday gathering slash UFC event. It was the fight was uneventful, but the social setting was fine. Hmm. You weren't uh, excited at all, or um... kebab. Yeah. But by the way, that that uh, fight, the last fight you saw was very normal like for his fights okay they're almost all there's never been one with him Mm -hmm. where it's been close he always makes the other fighter look like yeah it's their first time and even actually when he went back to his corner the first thing he said the opponent uh the first thing he said was uh i can't get him i can't get him off me (laughs) which kind of reminded me of like uh when we'd play WoW in arenas, and then it's kind of like one of us gets wrecked by two of them. It's like, dude, <laughs> yeah. what do I even do? Um, yeah, I mean, he's a good fighter. I can tell. But they say he's a boring fighter because he wrestles, and not a lot of people enjoy wrestling just because there's no, like, knockout punch. It's usually ends in submission, and I guess there's nothing really exciting about that. Uh, which I'm kind of torn on because on one hand I can appreciate certain aspects of wrestling um, but I do agree there's less like whoa he dodged that or whoa he you know uh, even got the submission it's like uh, again it's like I can appreciate it and, and it looks cool but I understand the whole like oh th- that wasn't very eventful kind of part of it right the wrestling versus striking or um you know uh yeah, what's the, muay thai kicking mm. <clears throat> for the casual viewer definitely for the nerdy mma fans i'm sure they'd appreciate it more i don't think they i mean i, I still don't think they appreciate it because it's not like Khabib had like it didn't seem like he had a challenge other than maybe uh, there was like one thirty I mean second is, to a minute part where uh, Poirier was hitting punches and stuff, but yeah, I don't think it was. I mean, maybe it was kind of like cool, but like I don't think they were interested in it because they knew how the fight was going to end and it ended exactly how people thought. I feel like they're able to appreciate how he's so dominant, right? Because he's not dominating because of his. <clears throat> physicalness necessarily it's more of his like strategy i guess right so i'm saying someone who's really into mma might be able to see that and be like oh man this guy's really knows his stuff whereas the casual viewer like me i'm just like i didn't see i didn't see anyone get knocked out so and it's hard for me to because i don't know um the techniques i don't know the intricacies of all the especially the ground stuff right so it's harder for me to like see something and go, oh man, the way he's doing this is like uh, pretty impressive. For me, it's just like, 
Okay, whatever. Um, the only good thing is, though, with MMA is at least you have multiple fights. So the fight before that was pretty interesting. That was close. It was the uh, the white guy, the really white guy that was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't bleeding and stuff. Like yeah. Welder, but Felder. Yeah, well, yeah, Felder. Um, so yeah, one thing is good is they have all those prelim fights before the main event, so you can still be entertained by something versus boxing. It's like one event and then it's like okay it's over and Does it boxing not have um cards N- no they i mean usually traditionally they have like one main event for at least the big fights like manny versus pacquiao and there's nobody before on the manny versus pacquiao no oh. um, so that fight was kind of interesting but yeah i agree and I, I still think a lot of fans of the sport don't find it interesting when the dominant person's just dominant again. It's like when you watch football and the Patriots win the Super Bowl. It's like, ah, eh, well, we saw that coming. Yeah. <clears throat> I also realize I'm really, like, uh, detached from sports, be it MMA or football or anything. Like, there's not something that I enjoy. Right. Um, so, did I ever enjoy sports? I guess I kind of got jumped on the hype train with the NBA for a little bit. But that's really like me digging. It's like I'm super bored otherwise. Yeah. And then I'm just like, all right, whatever, man. Who am I rooting for kind of thing. Yeah. But I never, uh, I didn't get into it like I get into video games or programming or something like that. Yeah. Although even uh, esports, even, I mean, I haven't even yep. gotten interested. Well, I agree. Although I guess when we were playing League, we were watching World sometimes and it was yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, when you're playing didn't... the game, it's a bit more interesting. You can yeah. be like, all right, let's see oh, what, whoa, this, look see what, what these guys are doing. But yeah, we've never been uh, like, oh, go yeah. Team Liquid. Or like go. a G gets real into the MMA. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he's there, he's yeah. like yelling. And, yeah. Um, or even Mona Money's watching the football. Uh, football, yeah. Yeah, Mona gets into it too. Um, yeah, I've never gotten into it like that, unless yeah, it's like a knockout. Like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, also, there's nothing I can do about it. So, like, if I was to get into it, mm-hmm. like. Uh, You're powerless when you want to, like, have something change. Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah. Maybe you're just thinking, I'm thinking too, too deep, deep into yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. But it's like, like, Monim will be like, oh, come on, how come he didn't do this? Yeah, Or, yeah. like, in my mind, I'm like, well, you're not a coach and you're not the player. So why even ask that question? Because it doesn't even matter. Yeah. I guess I don't attach myself to a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I just enjoy watching, like incredible plays or you know like things are like wow i can't believe i don't know he caught it with like two fingers or something like that or like yeah. or they're down like the underdog is about to lose and then oh what the hell yeah. he won that kind of thing i'm more interested in than the person there's also something story. about i think anika relates to this i don't like the sound of sports mm. like something about it makes me like sad inside <laughs> Oh, really? Or, like, not even sad, but just, like, I don't even know what it is. Like, there's, like, a sense of, like, like light depression or something. <laughs> it's, it's like, 
it, it could be golf, it could be football, but when that TV's on and I hear in the background like, like I don't know, something about it is like, it brings my mood down. I don't know what it is. What could that be? Could just be an annoyance to the sound. Because I also don't. Well, I don't mind it, but I don't like announcers sometimes they can be very annoying yeah but this one's, for me it's not even the announcers necessarily. it's just the noise of uh, maybe it's like you don't like the sound of crowds could be yeah, but then it's like even golf golf doesn't have that many things but when i hear like the golf channels on and there's people golfing and it's the sound of what's the background sound of golf it's like <laughs> i don't even know what it is they cheer in that too yeah but it's not even <clears throat> It's not even the cheering. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's... Um, I don't know. I'm not interested in the thing, and other people are interested. What about the sounds of movies in the background? Does that uh, bother you? Where would you hear the sounds of movies like in the background? Like when you're... At a movie theater? No, like when you're not watching it, and you're upstairs, and oh. you hear like... Ah, like what the yeah. Um, it doesn't give me the same effect that sports do. Sports does. Mm. Um, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I do not want it to be so loud that I can hear it from upstairs. But yeah, when I do hear it, mm-hmm. um, no, I don't think it does anything to me. Some, for some reason, specifically sports, it's just like... Uh, They are usually more amplified, though. There's a whole video on Vox on the uh, the sound of sports. Right, and, and like the stadiums and how they design them. Y- well, more importantly, how you how they uh, place microphones for people to hear. Okay. Like they even have these uh, microphones that. Well, I guess you you know a lot about it, where it can literally get in one direction, pinpointed. And that's how they're able to hear some of the players on the field. They mm-hmm. don't actually have a mic on them. Well, some of them do, like the quarterbacks do have a mic on them, but mm-hmm. uh, like some of the... And so what does that have to do with the game being amplified? So it's like they're, the sound engineers are probably making the sounds more amplified, which could probably be more annoying because it's even louder than it usually. Oh, like the, you're saying the audience noise they're making amplified? Yeah, yeah. The audience noises, they amplify. Uh, what else? Oh, the the sounds of like the oh, plays, right, clashing, right, and punches. Stuff. Right. Um, yeah, it's exa- it, can, it can be exaggerated, but right. the sounds more. Uh, sounds which now more. I kind of realize, uh, kind of off topic, but the going to an event seems even less... Now that I know that they have those kind of technologies, it's like, wow, I can get an even better experience from home uh, than if I were to go to the event. But yeah, yeah. I guess the would the the sound still annoy you when you were uh, playing football? No, playing football was <laughs> way more enjoyable because you felt like I felt like I'm part of the thing and it's also way different too hmm. it doesn't feel like I'm at a football game it feels like I'm working or something yeah um but it definitely feels better than listening from afar hmm. kind of thing did you ever win in your <laughs> thing? 
Yeah, I think we won One. some. And they went crazy. <laughs> uh, well, sometimes there was away games and we weren't at our home stadium. Uh, so, and I don't know about going crazy. <laughs> well, you know, like how people are like, yeah. We yeah, well, we lost so many. And I'm talking about freshman football. Yeah. We lost so many and I didn't play after that. So, hmm. um, so yeah, I guess. There's one, dude, I remember this. Chris Gonzalez saw this. Um, so I was always, I was the uh, defensive line. Mm-hmm. So I broke through and the quarterback, enemy quarterback was like backing up and he was in the end zone. It was just me and him. And yeah. I was like Full running. Speed. I was, yeah, I was kind of running like 80%. Yeah. And I was going to, I was going to try and like sack him. Yeah. In the end zone. Yeah. But then I, I saw him like, like go back. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. Screw sacking him. Let me try and jump up and intercept this thing. Oh. <laughs> but then he just juked me. Oh, he, no. he went like this, and he just stopped, and then went to the side. And I jumped, yeah. and then he like rolled around, and yeah. then I didn't sack him. And I don't, I don't know if he, I don't know if they gained any yards, but he went back to where he had Was, started. Yeah, oh, and I'm man. like, damn. It, <laughs> and it was just and me it, and him. It was yeah. very clear to everyone else that he got juked. <laughs> And then Chris, nobody brought it up, but Chris Gonzalez was like, dude, what the heck happened? You got to sack them. Yeah. And I'm it's, like, dude, I tried I to for the ball. <laughs> I tried to play Well, mine. if it was in the end zone, that would have been a crazy play because he would have touched you. I know. <laughs> I think it was worth the risk. <laughs> Possibly well, two points. I, I don't think so. Because, yeah, you would have gotten the safety two points, and then you guys get the down. Like, you get the... Yeah, that's true. But if I intercepted it, first of all, that would have been way sick. <laughs> and I would have got seven or yeah. is it six points or seven. I don't even know. I think it's it seven. Been, it would have been seven, but you also would have gotten the ball, so you guys could have, I don't know, like, spiked it if it was... I don't know what quarter it was, but... Yeah. You definitely had would have had more control if you did a safety. Well, but we had more points, though. <laughs> and knowing us yeah. we wouldn't have made anything out of it <laughs> so sometimes that was like a Hail Mary Papa's gotta make some audibles that's funny uh, I just remember just jumping up I'm like damn it yeah this guy's a little quick guy um, that happens a lot in soccer I've, that's definitely happened to me where I'm going like full speed mm-hmm. and like trying to get the ball and the guy just like stops it yeah and you're like oh because like, there's no way you're going to pull back fast enough yeah. to get because he's just going to change directions and it's like oh, all that momentum for nothing it's like yeah. when you're playing truck simulator yeah, you, <laughs> you have to stop the car um so yeah no i didn't hear i didn't feel any weirdness from mm. the football sounds in real life um yeah maybe you just have since you don't like the sport yeah, for me it's, it's just like, negative ugh, attribution. like i don't want to be part of this gross ass stuff like it's just yeah it's like I know it's going to be boring. Yeah. And I know I don't care about it. Yeah. And it, to me, it's also like, I don't know, it's like kind of old. Yeah. It's like, you know, the 2000s call, they want their sport Born back <laughs> kind of thing. Not even the 2000s, the 1960s and 80s want their sport back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, could, I still can't get the emotional connection to sport. I get it. I get it because they're... It's I mean, like, people are related to a religion, so I guess that's why I don't get it. Because I'd never. I mean, no, no, I get it, but it's stupid. Is what I'm saying. It's right. like they attach themselves, and so they feel like if the person wins, they win, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. 
but, it's but like you've never you've never felt that so how do you like oh. I, I i get the concept of it but yeah like, uh, i mean i felt i, don't get the, I felt never, a, li- a little bit of it but like temporary like when the warriors were playing and like i would just join in then like really? i would just like jump on i'd be like Whoa. and if they were losing i'd be like oh damn it dude like that kind of stuff yeah yeah that's so true, i like i, I it's not a long-term thing i just i jump in and i'm like all right i'm in attached to this now yeah, and yeah. now if they, something bad happens now i feel bad yeah. so for other people that's just like a for the whole season kind of thing i guess yeah that's true but I do agree that it's dumb, especially because I have no problem with getting attached and feeling upset when bad things happen, but you can't do anything about it. So it's like, right. if you played a game and you got upset, I mean, you shouldn't because it's not healthy, but I, at least you can like be like, oh, shoot, all right, next time man, I'm going to try something else or something. Uh, you feel bad, so then you remember it and then you can improve. Yeah, exactly. But in sports, it's like, all right well i guess i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah i guess actually i did feel some attachment when i was doing the the fantasy thing but that was only because i also it was almost like i was playing money was attached to it not money there was it was just it was a game and i was the one selecting so you have some sort of control with the selecting right right the players uh but yeah monum got mad because i was in these fantasy sports you could potentially root for the opposite team and i was okay like whenever he, that yeah. player did a good I, I can imagine that traditional sports fans don't like, like fantasy the, guys yeah because every other game a fantasy person will be on one side yeah, or, yeah. or both or both yeah sometimes yeah <laughs> and so it's almost it like be, it's almost like a different sport in that as far as a spectator from a spectator standpoint right because you're going for specific players right which honestly i mean my first thought is yeah that's kind of silly but it's almost more interesting than watching sports traditionally because it's almost like a statistical thing right and there's like math involved but not necessarily though because also with anthony uh brown i think is the name yeah uh ab uh no one would have known that he was trying to get himself out of the Raiders. So if you selected him on your fantasy team right now, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So th- there are like wild the cards wild like cards. that. But yeah, you're right. Like in general, you're able to like say, okay, there this are, guy has a, a good field goal percentage or whatever. Right. Like let me. So it's yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's a, you're a little more involved. Uh. But yeah, even that I got kind of. It's like all right. Yeah, I never. I came in second, but like I also had auto draft on some points when I wasn't in there. So like uh, auto resolve battles. Yeah, like basically. <laughs> but like I didn't even build the the army. Mm, right. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, the only involvement I got was when I bet a hundred dollars on Jimmy Johnson. Oh yeah, that was I remember. God that. damn Jimmy Johnson. He got in an accident, right? Yeah, he like wiped out in the race. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean he's I think I also bet on him because his odds were really crazy. It was like a thousand to one. Right. So I would have won like ten thousand or something. No, no, no. That does. I, that I think one. I would have won like I think maybe a hundred to one or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was like ten thousand. It was probably like a thousand dollars. Yeah. That's why I went with that. Um, but I. But he he also has won some races mm-hmm. and stuff. But um. Yeah, that's another weird one. Is like racing people are really into car racing and i mean i like cars i like fast cars 
Right. But I've never gotten into the whole racing thing. Hmm. Um, people look at, I, I guess, several different things. They look at the technical aspects of it, how someone's taking turns. Hmm. Um, I don't know, the art of overtaking people. Maybe that's a thing. I know people like the drama stuff when it's like, hey, man, you go real close to me. You hit my tire. Yeah. And then they start fighting each other yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, I, I I never really understood how you could continuously watch that from a from if you're an engineer who works on the cars, I could understand how you'd be interested in that because I'd be like, that would be cool because you're building these systems, these cars, and then you're watching them go around the track, and you have all this information about how fast they're going at each section. You're like, hmm, and you can like analyze physics stuff, like or aerodynamic stuff, and then you know make modifications and so that that would be cool as an engineer on the ground um but as a spectator well you could be more interested in the the racer himself like oh man this guy does really well and straight yeah. away is this guy really does shifts really well or this guy right gets his turns really well maybe so. very interesting is autumn. it's kind of like horse races though too because it's like like oh he's behind oh no he caught up yeah i also don't second. get that either fully um yeah because it's like, like how much is it is the horse and how much is it is the rider i mean do you just want to get a short a really short person uh, that's Very super skinny and just throw them on and make them go click 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 on the, the horse's sides well they determine how much energy the horse uses i think yeah i don't think they just use them to the max the yeah that's true the more they're hitting the the more they're telling them to like or use also more. drag like how much because they stay pretty close in the pack. Right. So no, no. Like I, there is an aspect of control there, but it's also like majority of it is the the horse's, the horse's physical itself, yeah, yeah. Ability. ability. He's the one who's doing all the running. Right, um, right. But yeah, I guess I, I never really understood that. Um, I was going to say something about... Oh, the racing thing. What would be cool is... Well, electric cars are becoming a thing in racing. They have some circuits for that. Yeah. Uh, but then also what would be cool is like automated ones. That would be pretty awesome. Like yeah. literally like you could just program it and then it has to go through the track kind of thing. I don't think traditional fans are fans of that idea. I, I get the sense that they wouldn't be. Yeah. But I think it would be pretty Well, they had an electric car race in like New Jersey or something. Oh, really? Recently, yeah. It was like man, cool. like man controlled, like some. It's an yeah, electric yeah. car, but somebody's only, driving it. Yeah, only electric vehicles. Okay. And like, I think they had electric F one as well. And I've seen kinda, that. Yeah, I think they have that. It's kind of cool because like you. It's like. Or it's like near, yeah. or not near, but. Yeah. Uh, so, and we remember when we went to that one track in Sonoma. It was like yeah, so remember. loud. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, I guess people enjoy that, but. Uh, yeah, I mean the sound going away is definitely a. But yeah, even that like it's kind of annoying because you can only see the end. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you only see one part of the track. Oh yeah, can. when you go to a racetrack, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah live events are not that good. Yeah. You know, in, With in the general. exception of concerts, for me at least, just because the only time live events are good is if you happen to catch a live event where something really good happens. For example, stand-up comedy. When you watch some of the specials on YouTube of like, let's say Dave Chappelle, some of his old stuff, mm -hmm. you're like, man, this, or at least I think, man, that was a good set. That would be, it would have been great if I went there in person. Yeah. And then when I went to go see Dave Chappelle per in person, 
Like it was, it was funny, but it wasn't like there wasn't that magic that I saw on the that right. YouTube special. So for live events, it's like a gamble. It's like you can go, but it's, it's not going to be as good as just laying in bed and watching it from there. Right. It's gonna, as you said, you sit. If you're watching a race, you're going to sit in one section and watch one section of the whole race. And generally, it's just a straight road. So you're going to see them go all the way around the track. And then you're going to see them come here and go, wow, wow, wow. Right. And then there's going to be people next to you farting and <laughs> yelling. Yelling. And burping. Puking. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, um, Peeping. And then the lines. Oh, I hate lines. Yeah. And then it's probably going to be hot, maybe. Um and yeah, I don't know. I just don't find that to be a great experience. It's cool to go one time. If you've never been, it's like you feel this rawness. Mm-hmm. But if you're a regular viewer of some activity, I can't imagine it's that great. Um, like if you caught Martin, Martin Luther King's speech, like that would be a good live event. To <laughs> <laughs> that one's for yeah. the ages. Um, for me, it depends on who it is because I know... When I saw Tyler, the creator, live, that was, like, a really cool experience. Now, yeah. Um, yeah, When I went to Rolling Loud, it was cool because, like, they had multiple stages. And you got to, like, if it's, like, oh, dude, 21 Savage is, like, literally. I was watching him. I was, like, dude, this sucks. Like, he's literally just, yeah, he didn't have any energy. So, it's, like, okay, I'll go back to the little Uzi. Mm -hmm. And he's full of energy and, like, um but yeah, again, like the racing one, I wasn't too crazy about. Dubstep um, concerts might be pretty cool, just because uh, visuals. And... Not even the visuals, but the hearing it on big bassy speakers. Right, right. That is something that you couldn't experience on your laptop or whatever. Right. That's because you, that you could probably feel in your chest. It's yeah, like, yeah. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> um, I guess the venue matters as well because some people complain that festivals are not acoustically set up mm-hmm. for those and that's why it's like closed venues are sometimes better for a lot of stuff. right well like if you caught that there's this metallica back in the i don't know 90s maybe mm-hmm. did a concert in russia and there's like video of it and it's like huge oh, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> like so many people and so that well that i might not go because i get claustrophobic yeah but like actually yeah that one you, you're probably better off just watching if you could watch it on your youtube from home but like something like that would be like holy moly it's a lot and you know metallica was like a iconic band right but then again i guess you don't know if someone's iconic until it like happens right kind of thing or i went to that one in metallica concert in new york i think oh okay uh um, i think he enjoyed it i mean he's not usually one to like yeah um but yeah but yeah, now the future is like uh, we're li- we're live right now. This is a live event to yeah. to a degree. Um, oh, what's the virtual reality? That'd be yeah, like cool. Lewis. Um, you know who Lewis Rossman is? He's a YouTuber. He fixes. He <laughs> complains about Apple a lot. He does board oh, yeah, board yeah. repairs. I've seen those. Yeah, so he like today and regularly uh, streams live from New York. He'll put the camera on his bike. Mm-hmm. And right now he's looking for a new office or something. Mm. So he's just riding around the streets of New York and that's kind of cool live. And actually I was watching just now and I was like, oh, I know he's like an alphabet city. And I'm like, oh, me and Michael walked by here. It was the 
actually it might have been with you too there was do you remember did we walk past that power plant that had like years before had gone out due to a storm but we walked oh we're hanging out yeah. with michael and we walked by yeah, the actual. Yeah. so yeah so the lewis guy was just riding his bike Around past there. that like, oh, i've been there um so yeah riding the bike riding the bike in new york city was kind of cool in some parts not like that i never did that okay i did like a lot of oh yeah because you Manhattan. went it i was going with when me. uh michael was in school mm-hmm. like i literally like rode almost like halfway of manhattan oh, wow. um was it a sketch though were you riding in so, the streets yeah, it was uh well what i did was i was careful about it so there were some parts where i'd write on the streets and th- those were sketch yeah but uh, a lot of the time it was like a closed like bike lane curb and then street mm. uh and those were like kind of fun because you kind of like take a tour of the whole place um yeah, even live streams of those kind of are kind of fun. Yeah. I don't like the stationary ones as much. Stationary People, what? There's a lot of uh, live. Instagram live yeah. on. Uh, yeah, Instagram. <laughs> uh, but like it's just someone tattooing or someone just. Uh, I mean, those are kind of cool too. If you're into the whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. It's kind of like Bob Ross. Yeah, if he was streaming live or something. But yeah, I've uh, been working with these graphic engines. This G- Godot is the graphics engine I'm working with. I don't know if it's Godot or Godot, but I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of people say Godot, so I'm going to just keep to saying it like that. And yeah, this engine is a bit more intuitive than Unreal and Unity for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's technically a little bit less powerful, but but because it's so easy for me i want to just work with it and um i'm making a polygon creator that's what i've called it where basically a a a feature or section of a game where you can make in-game assets so you want to make a, a cube to build buildings you want to make a face to build a body you want to make a weapon like a sword or a shield you can design it by selecting the different vertices that you want and you you start molding it and shaping it Mm. um so kind of like if minecraft had a thing where you could design the blocks in the game right or design design their weapons or whatever um so that's one aspect the next stage would be well next stage would probably be something to allow you to put the your objects you made in a world Mm-hmm. Um, and then taking that a step further would be like adding functionality. So I'm almost, I'm trying to make it e- easy to create. I don't even know what I'm trying to, it's like the idea is I want to make it easy to create games, but I also don't want it to feel like the user is creating a game. If that makes any sense. Like I want it to feel like if you were playing city skylines, mm-hmm. You're building a city, but it doesn't. But you, but that's the game. Hmm. You're not like um, you're not building a, a game. Yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, so that's that's the general idea. That's what I've been doing. Would you be opposed to uh, releasing it in like snippets rather than like a yes, a hundred percent, hundred percent? I would do 
like you have like a almost like a weapon creator weapon simulator honestly if i build this thing i want to then release it and then and it's like oh 2.0 also includes this exactly i definitely want it to be incremental um and like yeah for this thing like it would be cool if like you were at work or something and you had some time off and you could just pull up your phone and then start if it's easy enough like make blocks there and be like right ooh, i'm gonna make this and then like when i get home i'll go play with it basically it's kind of funny that the the internet's almost allowed people to create and like put their put out incomplete products yeah right because like you could before you would probably have to get like a publisher create the cd but like they're only going to prove it if you have like the full demo yeah and now you can just kind of like and i guess some people developers get criticized for that right they'll release alpha games and then people pay for it and they never finish it kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. um well that criticism is more of like yeah they they promised a game and they didn't complete it yeah that's true that's true that's different from like oh this is what this is what you're getting getting yeah (laughs) like don't expect anything more (laughs) yeah that's true so yeah Yeah, i'd want to what are your thoughts on again i'm I'm tied to this idea of i want to make this game subscription based Mm -hmm. because you know, I'll always have server costs and I want to feel if I were to run a business, I'd feel more comfortable if I knew how much money I was going to bring in in a month. Right. Um, so as a business owner, I, I'd prefer subscription over like one time payments. What are your thoughts on like paying? Two bucks a month. Is that like if I charge two bucks a month for this? platform that i'm trying to build right. that's basically you playing games um is that something that you would see yourself paying for there's only two ways i mean you, I, I could see myself paying that okay one being one being if it's attached to something that obviously i'm already using so okay. if it's like I'm, i really like minecraft or world of warcraft and now they or you're offering or third party is offering a service to create my own world that would be one um, the second one would be there has to be because I'm so used to the free model it would have to come out there would have to be a skew of it that's free first so you wouldn't um, even so even a free trial I would be skeptical of because then it's like am I going to remember to cancel it but it, there would have to be a, a greater chance of me buying it would be one part of this world I can create for free. And then once I've exhausted that, it's like, okay, I really like this. I enjoy it. Um, I, agree I want, that. I would be willing to subscribe for two bucks a month, but you wouldn't even like, like two bucks but a if month. You for just you... told me that like, Oh, this is the product and it's two bucks a month. Uh, I don't think I would, you wouldn't spend $2 to test it out basically at the risk of you not liking it yeah i wouldn't Hmm. at least i wouldn't i mean again i think the what if i what if i asking what if i said money back guaranteed for the first month what if i said you pay two dollars and if you don't like it within the first 30 days come to me on day 30 or any day before that and then you get your money. I, I still wouldn't do it only because again, in my experience, I've done that before and mm-hmm. gotten burned on it. So how would you, how, I'm not, how would you, I'm not open to that model. How have you gotten and burned so I wouldn't on that? Be a, 
Uh, it was a Cause I oh, do... class pass. It was a, a class pass thing. Okay, and what was it? They, they said, uh, we'll give you your money back if you don't like it? Yeah. Because uh, I, that that was... I do that on Steam all the time. And I actually, oh, you I like it because I'm like, because it's yeah. great. Because I, I, bought, I bought Total War, the new one, right, right, for 60 right. bucks. And then I only played it for 30 so minutes. So if it was on a trusted platform on like steam or ebay or amazon okay but yeah, it was yeah just, i would but if it, if it was, was just, just dinker and llc yeah i would trust them okay right fair enough um yeah i could probably do some free month thing um yeah, yeah and then you would have to have a free trial i think that at the minimum yeah i guess so um um yeah but yeah, again, I think your best bet is to associate it with something, whether that be on Steam, on with a Why do some sort to? of creator, uh, because then no one's gonna know about your product, right? I mean, I could just pay for YouTube ads, or I could pay these influencers, right, who play games yeah, yeah, and tell them that's to what go I'm play. Saying. It. That would be oh, okay, okay, an gotcha. association. Gotcha. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, that 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 time would definitely come, but yeah, I'm just just generally thinking. Okay, let's say I had a a little package going. How would I make money on it? Um, right. So yeah, that would that would probably be how. Yeah, I, mean, I got a lot of work to do before I even get close to that stage. But um, right. But yeah, it'd be cool if I could pull it off. And I'd want to have my regular job and then use that money to fund the server bills. Yeah. yeah even the acquiring users part is it's pretty hard. Uh, yeah. Although I guess for my thing, I, I very early, it's only been like three or four days. Mm-hmm. But like with the one influencer I worked with, I paid the 50 bucks and I only acquired one user and I don't even know if they're going to be a return user, which I guess is kind of good because i'm learning mm-hmm. still on like what metrics to look out for and be better at negotiating i wonder if you could do i mean it might sound sound a little gimmicky but do something where it's like at least initially like that guy bought a coffee from you you like mm-hmm. make a video be like hey thanks a lot and just say his first name yeah and then like put it on your channel and also like send it to him or email it to him yeah yeah and it'll add a little personal touch and then you could in the video also be like so yeah thanks a lot for you know, ordering, being one of our f- first customers. Right. Um, you know, I'm interested in making you uh, a regular customer. If there's anything I can a- answer for you or improve on, like I'd love to hear your feedback. Leave a comment below or you can yeah, email yeah. me privately too if you want. Uh, that well, would be an interesting way to yeah. uh, try and connect with them. Well, what's funny is there's not like one way to do that because I've also heard of a similar way of like, yeah, writing like a personal letter and exactly what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely reach out to the guy once he gets it, yeah. um, and then ask for like feedback or anything like that. And I wouldn't even do yeah. the. Or, I would take a step, just make a video, not even yeah. like the the letter thing. That might be more. Uh, I think it might have a stronger effect on a person as opposed to reading text. Um, well, handwritten letter. It's like how how often do you get that? Handwritten letter. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like. Sometimes if I re if I see that I got an email or letter, like I just it, first I think spam, yeah, and then, but if it was like a video and the guy and so someone said my name in the video, right, I might be like, whoa, this guy said, hey Nabil, uh, thanks a lot, man, like, right, it might I don't know, it might uh, 
Well, they do that for uh, software sales, so yeah, I, I could do that. They do that for software yeah. sales? What like do you some mean? people, uh, oh, like- I've seen that tactic done where it's like they they reach out, but like they send a video hmm. instead of, you know, how they do their usual email. Right, right. Or try to call you. Right. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I'm just looking to, uh, it'd be cool, and I'm just, I... I want. I would like to have like ten thousand regular users, which isn't that much for an app, I don't think, right? Yeah. I mean, it's well, a, it is for a startup of any kind, but like, you know, in the larger scheme of things, ten thousand people, ten thousand customers, right, right, every month is is okay. But yeah. but if I charge two bucks a month and you make twenty k a month. Maybe servers cost like five k at worst, ten k. Right, making ten k a month. That'd be and then take yeah. out taxes. Like that'd be a pretty sweet little gig. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't have to be the best. Yeah, Just, I think that's important. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll see how my venture goes acquiring users and mm-hmm. see how that is. Because, yeah, yeah, I think the same thing. Like, oh, shouldn't, I mean, it'll be hard, but uh, the number, when you think about it, is How how long does that, would a bag of that coffee last one month? I think so. I'm actually going to ask my, the supplier of that as well. How much profit? How how long do you hold the beans before you're like, all right, I'm just going to give this away? How much profit do you make a bag? So, right now, it's going to be zero. Like it, okay, but I, t- take out, take out the don't include the fix the fixed cost that you put into the advertising. Okay, uh, just just yeah, I yeah. just want to know the profit of the you profit each paying bag. the supplier it and then four, whatever extra stickers you put on. It would be four dollars. You would you would make four dollars per bag per bag. Yeah, not including advertising. Okay. Yeah. So four bucks. So yeah, if you had five thousand regular customers a month, right. That would be a nice, that would be what, what, uh, 20, wait, five times four is 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like 20, it's like the same thing if I had 10,000 for two bucks a month. So if you were making four bucks a month, you'd need like 5,000 regular users regular to users. make like, to, to re- make revenue of 20,000. Right. And then of course there's costs, but, uh, per month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well actually it's not even is- revenue because we just calculated your profit. So that's oh, that 20,000 pro- profit, profit minus yeah. uh, advertising costs. Right. Well, I'm assuming at that point those are regular users, right? It's not oh, like then you're uh, not spending on advertising as much. At that point, yeah, as yeah. much. Um, but so, yeah, yeah, that would be. And what's funny is like uh, some people talk about having a business even with your job to like reduce taxes, um, and that's mostly due to like having if you have your office at your home a lot of the expenses that you normally would anyway with your current job, you expense that on uh, the business. I see. It'll it'll help. But honestly, what... Uh, like internet, utilities, um, even rent. Sometimes people do that. Yeah, uh, that's true, I guess. Uh, yeah. But you, I mean, you'd have to want to do all the extra stuff. Uh, I don't know how much you'd actually save. Like, if it was worth the effort, kind of thing. Like, uh, what yeah, do you? I, don't know. I mean, you're just yeah. getting the tax off of 
I mean, internet, what, let's say it costs 100 bucks a month. Do we even get taxed on that? Do you pay? No, no, you have it as a tax write-off. So you let the government know. Oh, and then they give you money back. Gotcha, right, gotcha. right. Do they give you a percent of that back or the whole thing back kind of thing? I'm pretty sure it's the whole thing. Okay, then that might yeah. be worth it. Okay, yeah, that would make more sense. Um, yeah, well, that'd be a good strategy. Um, yeah, good things on the horizon. You gonna sneeze? sneeze yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I'd have my interview tomorrow with Feedzai, soft fraud management software company. They use machine learning and AI to track fraudulent transactions for financial institutes, banks, online merchants of all mm -hmm. sorts. I would be part of the operations team helping them scale and support their key metrics that are tied to their revenue generation. I'll be trying to understand what their operations part the division would be doing. I'm kind of getting the sense that one thing they'll do is help with the onboarding of new customers. So the customer's like, all right, I, I want to get in on this. So the first step is they need to set up a model. And that generally is them exporting their information to the feeds eye system so you know all the transactions they have basically will have different columns of it and then information under that right so mm -hmm. one transaction could be transaction id the date of transaction the name of the customer the price of the transaction all the that information so that would be put into the feeds eye system to help set up a model mm -hmm. um And then after that, there's a pro process of uh, connecting their existing point of sale systems to the FeedZi platform. So you they use like messaging queue systems or they use like some sort, there's like a hook to a database that like whenever a transaction occurs, it triggers the FeedZi platform to take that in real time information in and uh and analyze it then there's like an aspect of so at feeds uh, you have a data scientist who develops these models mm -hmm. like what we should be tracking and the all the algorithms attached to that then there's a risk analyst who's monitoring i guess the real-time information and when something gets flagged as questionable i think they look into it they'll pass that on to a data analyst who will then review the information and then work it back into the model so it just keeps learning. Um, but then they're also doing stuff where they want the, the, the machine to learn how to make its own models as opposed to a data scientist making the models. Mm -hmm. So my question to the hiring manager would probably be, how does that... Um, I don't know what my question would be. How does that play into me improving it? Are we trying to replace the analysts that we have? Mm -hmm. um, how do the analysts feel about that? <laughs> um, they have asked a question similar to that because they 
they, they were talking things about like we want to automate stuff. automate things and yeah. pretty much their response is like we want to automate it so that they can focus on yeah i think that's the things. yeah uh, if you can automate it that yeah, well, means so what yeah what would be your three questions for them so that's one of them okay my three questions so yeah one of them is well i guess i kind of answered it so should i even ask it still which one the one you just asked yeah, yeah. i guess maybe the well one. i said three okay so th that's one okay second one well uh, so part of the job is the uh, supporting the key key metrics that are attached to the revenue. Mm -hmm. I want to know what the key metrics are. Mm -hmm. What exactly are we looking at? Retention. Are we looking at? Oh yeah, I know. Um, there's a thing called like a false positive. They want that rate to be very low. A mm -hmm. false positive would be like it marks something as a fraudulent a transaction, but really it's not. Right. So, is that one of the metrics that's tied to revenue? And if so, how is that tied to how does that make us more money? Um, so, but yeah, but generally the question is, what are the key metrics? Um, my third question. Let's see. I guess I would ask, and they're pretty general because I, I really yeah. don't know what's <laughs> what going, going on, on here. <laughs> so it would be yeah. something along the lines of, could you describe some of the daily, daily tasks? Yeah, yeah, the daily business processes that go on, what teams are involved? Mm -hmm. um, because I want to know, because my job, to my understanding, is help improve those and scale those right so i want to know who what teams are involved here what do they do um what systems do they use so that's going to give me information to think on and be like okay that's what they're working on then this mm -hmm. is how we can improve it because that would be my three questions um yeah, there's one question i remember that i gave that even kind of like they had to think about was like what was or was, it was a general question it was like what is what is something that uh i guess the higher-ups or leadership uh have either improved on or made a mistake on and changed the direction uh of the company uh i see and they had to think about that and what of, company was that do you remember this was my previous oh okay gotcha one. gotcha um and then it kind of, I guess it's like, okay, what, what does this company have to offer me? But I guess you don't want to do that too much because then it's like, yeah, you don't want to come off as like, a, oh, yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. I actually, but it's an interesting question. Cause then it's like, oh, let me see like how self-aware these yeah. people are. No, that's true. Yeah. For me, most of my questions are going to be, I'm trying to understand how it all works here. Right. Um, and I'm, I mean, I know what I can do but I need more information to, to make those connections. Um, right. And then I'll probably relate things to what the, I mean, question to ask me is, well, what systems have you improved? Yeah. I gave one example to the HR lady about how we, at ZT, we had a custom portal to process spare parts orders. Right. And I would make it my duty to go to my coworkers and ask them how they're using this portal 
Right. And then some, there was a particular case where a piece of information, a, a serial number of some sort was not being generated by the portal, mm-hmm. but I knew that existed in a database elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I went to our software team and said, Hey, can we make an improvement on our portal? Our, my coworker is spending five to 10 extra minutes exporting those serial numbers separately and doing like a pivot table kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Can we have the portal just pull from that database? Uh, and so, so that was one system I helped improve. Um, and I'll probably come up with, I mean, the other examples are very similar to that. Um, so yeah, it'll be half an hour conversation. Hopefully it goes well. It's a video. It's video conference. What time? One o'clock PM. Apparently not tomorrow, but some, if I got another interview, there's some sort of presentation they want me to do. So I'm like, all right. The HR lady told me that, but she didn't give me many details about it. So probably cross that river when I get to it. All right. Well, it's 5.01. Well, we did start five minutes late, but um, we've had a good conversation here. Anika seems to be tardy as normal, but that's to be expected. Um, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts or information you'd like to communicate? Um, not for now, but next week, uh, we'll, I guess my goal this week is I want to start creating goals of like how many customers I'd acquire each week. So I'm going to go for somewhere between five to 10 this week. That sounds uh, good. And then also budgeting as well, budget, how much I want to spend on ads and how much I want to spend on myself. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm still bad at that. So those are my goals for the week. Fair enough. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, toodle See you.